You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is the sermon recording from this week's service, but first, here are the readings. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says God. Therefore, thus says our God, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who shepherd my people. It is you who have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. So I will attend to you for your evil doings, says God. Then I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the lands where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their fold, and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will raise up shepherds over them who will shepherd them, and they shall not fear any longer or be dismayed, nor shall any be missing, says God. The days are surely coming, says God, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch who shall reign and deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. And this is the name by which this ruler will be called. God is our righteousness. This is the word of the Lord. We will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. Consider. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city, it shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The nations are in an uproar, the kingdoms totter. God speaks aloud, the earth melts. The exalted of multitudes is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Consider. Come, behold the works of our God. See what desolations God has brought on the earth. God makes wars cease and the end of the earth. God breaks the bow and shatters the spear. God burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The exalted of multitudes is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Consider. The third reading is from Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 to 38. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching at their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing curing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and dejected like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. This is the word of the Lord. You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. And now for this week's sermon. I always feel really short behind this thing. 
I am really short. Hi, thank you for uh, inviting me here today. Uh, those of you who haven't met me, I'm Peter. I'm associate pastor at the Village MCC in Brighton, who send their warmest greetings to you all. Um, and uh, if you didn't already know, I'm a non-binary trans man, which I assume is why you asked me to be here for this particular service. If you feel comfortable, please pray with me. Loving God, we, we just sang, we pray to understand. We pray that through whatever part of the readings today or whatever part of the words that I speak and the thoughts of our hearts, each of us would come to understand a little more of your love for all your children. Amen. Obviously, Trans Day of Remembrance is emotional for me. It's personal for me. I'm hardly the most at-risk category of trans people, but it's, it's still personal. But I thought, in a sense, all the messages I speak from up here should be personal because I shouldn't preach what I'm not prepared to practice and I shouldn't talk about things I know nothing about. So I figure it's probably right that it should be personal. I want to put a content notice. I'm going to mention some, some fairly awful things. I'm not going to go into terrible detail, but you know, the numbers, the figures are bad, but they weren't numbers. They were people who died and it's always worth remembering that and mentioning at least a few of the individual cases. I apologize if that's distressing to anyone. For me, one of my annual spiritual disciplines is to read the full list each year of the names, the descriptions of what we know about who they were and how they died. Uh, it's not a spiritual discipline I'd recommend if you suffer from PTSD particularly or anything. It's, it's a harrowing one, but to pray and remember each of those people every year, for me, it feels like the least I can do for my trans siblings. You know, especially because mostly I've got kind of male passing. I, um, I learned today I definitely wasn't doing male passing privilege today because I got directed to the ladies' loose twice. So, But, uh, you know, I, I'm white. I had a posh education. I'm fairly safe in the grand scheme of things, but they're my siblings. They're my people. They're our people. The numbers vary depending which list you're reading according to exactly who gets included, but even the most conservative list this year was 331 names, and, you know, that's leaving out the people who might have died at their own hand, or we're not quite sure whether it was suicide or murder. And a lot of these deaths, they're characterized by overkill, 
you know, way more stabs or bullets than it took to just kill a person. They're characterized by torture or sexual assault. You feel the hate that must have been behind them for this to happen. And even in all that, you know, some stand out. I'm just going to mention seven out of 369. Um, Amy Griffiths stood out because she was the one murder from the UK that I read about. And simply because she was killed in Droitwich. It's not exactly a hotbed of criminal anarchy, is it? Worcestershire. It's a quiet place. But someone there hated a 51-year-old trans woman enough to kill her. In Pakistan, false reports created on social media accusing groups of transgender women of kidnapping children led to mob violence and at least one death. Also in Pakistan, an unnamed uh, transgender person died in hospital because they did not want to send a doctor to attend them. So they just left them. An American trans woman you might have heard of, Malaysia Booker, one month after being attacked by a group of men who posted the attack on social media, and she stood up and said that she would not be intimidated by this. And a month later, she was murdered. It doesn't take a genius to spot the connection. Joa, an asylum seeker from El Salvador in detention in Texas, asked for medical attention for two months, but never received it and died. Uh, in India, a transgendered priest in the sanctum sanctorum of the temple was murdered. And Aurora in El Salvador was picked up by the police, beaten and thrown from a moving police car and died of their injuries. That's just seven of that long list of names. We should remember. We should remember them as people and not just numbers. All this, it marks a fatal collision of racism, of misogyny, of transphobia, of right-wing nationalism. It all clashes and results in all this hatred. You know, some people say that the numbers have got higher because we've had more reporting of, of the murders and everything else. Uh, others say, no, it's, it's actually on the increase. You know, I don't think that's much of a choice. They hate us more now. No, they've always hated us this much. I mean, that's not comforting either way, really. So I turn to the Bible readings. It's always tricky choosing the readings for Trans Day of Remembrance. Uh, I liked to let the lectionary guide me because you know, trans people, like everyone else, deserve the whole text, not just Galatians 3.28 and a couple of stories about eunuchs. It's everyone's Bible, if it's anyone's Bible. So Jeremiah 23 is in the middle of this withering indictment of the king and 
the king's advisors and the priests, and he's really, really down on them in this chapter, saying that they have not looked after God's children, God's chosen. And I'm pretty sure that they were pretty sure that they were God's chosen, and that this, you know, group of, of peasants that they weren't too bothered about, which didn't really do their religious observances properly and, and couldn't afford proper sacrifices, and, and half of them would probably mix marriages with Canaanites and all that stuff. I, I, think, I think the priests probably thought that they were God's chosen, and God was like, no, you, you, you were supposed to shepherd them, and you didn't, but they were the ones I wanted you to look out for. You know, so much for the division of religion and politics. The prophets have nothing to do with that kind of, kind of division. That's a luxury. That's a luxury for people who can afford not to be political. You know, for trans women of color, refusing to die is a political statement. You know, for me, there, there couldn't be a division between the two, you know, getting baptized, getting ordained, getting married, you know, my, my personal spiritual choices. Every time the people who helped me to achieve that were accused of bowing to political pressure. Getting married, political act. <laughs> getting ordained, political act. Who knew? But that's how it is, the Bible says. Jeremiah says to those with any kind of authority, power, wealth, spiritual authority, if you had loved me, you would have looked after the most vulnerable and identifies God's people as precisely those who they were looking down on. And Jesus, he's seen the crowds, he echoes Jeremiah. These are the ones he was sent for. You know, the elite were thinking of themselves as God's people and the others as sinners. But Jesus disagrees. No, these, these are God's people, the dejected, the harassed, struggling for the rent, feeding the kids McDonald's burgers because what can you do on minimum wage? Trying to manage without heating because that old universal credit ain't come in yet. Curled up in a doorway in a wet sleeping bag waiting in a detention centre while some hostile bureaucrat decides what your fate's going to be. Doing sex work not because you chose to, some chose, but for a lot of transgendered women of colour, that wasn't a choice because it was the only job open, because a lot of places in the world there's no kind of job protection for people who are trans. These, the Bible says, are the ones that God is wanting to gather in loving arms, for whose sake Jesus came, the oppressed, the scattered, those abandoned by the religious. And you know, it's all well feeling happy about having a faith and a church and an inclusive community and trying to live our best ethical lives, but can I honestly say that without the NHS, I would not have gone to desperate lengths to get my hormones? If the National Health Service hadn't given them for me when I was homeless and I was without a job, how far can I say I might not have gone 
when the dysphoria was hitting hard? I don't know. I've got the luxury of not having to find out. The readings show how religion and politics can be unbelievably toxic. But if you turn your back on it all and abandon your responsibilities to it, if you leave the fight, you've just handed the fight to the extremist. It's not enough to not be transphobic or not be homophobic or not be racist or not be sexist. Because those who really hate, we've just seen, are not gonna stop at mere words. And the words can be bad enough. When Jesus had compassion, that meant Jesus did something. Fed the 5,000, because in, in Mark, this story is linked to the feeding of the 5,000. In Matthew, it's linked to a lot of healing miracles and to the sending out of the disciples. But either way, compassion is action. Jeremiah speaks of the one who will execute justice and righteousness. Not just think about it, not just wish it would happen who will act for the scattered, the dismayed, the attacked. We need more than a memorial. It's good to remember, but the list has to get shorter. You know, although I'm trans myself, in these readings, I hear myself spoken to as one of the shepherds that's been warned, as one of the laborers to go out into the harvest. It's not enough just to care if I don't do something about it, if I don't answer misinformation with truth. I mean, MCC knows misinformation is one of the favorite weapons. We all heard, you know, oh, gays are pedophiles, oh, gays never have lasting relationships, they just have one night stands, all that nonsense. So we know that the rubbish that's being spouted about trans people is rubbish. It's the same old game, you know, causing children to transition when they wouldn't have anyway, and, and like, nobody. Nobody is performing sex change surgery or giving hormones to children. This doesn't happen. End of story. Sorry, that's one of my hobby horses. But, you know, danger to women's rights or violent extremists. It's the same old lies. It's the same old lies they've always told. But if we just stay silent, how's anyone gonna know that? It's not enough to not say something nasty. We've actually got to fight. If those who want to roll back trans rights are not gonna succeed, a handful of trans people can't do this alone. You know, don't forget that no matter how often I say this, as far as they're concerned, I'm just one of the lunatics, madly ranting and, and hating women and whatever it is they say I'm doing. But what I know is this. The one I'm accountable to, the one I'm listening to, the one called God with us, is the bringer of justice, the tender-hearted God who is our refuge, 
the babe in the manger, the crucified Nazarene, the one with compassion who acts. You know, I live for the day when they shall not fear any longer or be dismayed, nor shall any be found missing, says God. For my murdered siblings, the laborers are few and the work is huge. So we can't be bystanders. We're called to be laborers. And maybe, just maybe, we can stand here one day at the end of a November and say, nobody was murdered for being trans this year. And the world will be still and know that I am is God and God is love. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. To find out more about what we do, head across to our website, www.northernlightsmcc.org.uk.